0: Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I would like to welcome you to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The most important thing is showing up. Don't think that you have to bring anything, bring yourself, show up and and remain steadfast and be a... If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of my favorite things to do.
1: I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant.
0: Their stories connect us and help us to understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up.
1: Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up as myself time and time and time again, and trust is built. It's one conversation at a time.
0: Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm happy to welcome Michelle Meyer-Shipp to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. I recently saw Michelle on a Pan-Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference and was so impressed with her perspective on imposter syndrome and how anyone who feels underrepresented, men or women, feel it. Michelle was a C-suite executive advisor, transformational leader, talent, and cultural strategist, and serves on many boards. In her most recent position, Michelle became the first highest-ranking woman at Major League Baseball. She's people and culture officer. She led MLBs, human resources, office operations and facilities, and diversity, equity and inclusion teams. Her efforts supported the central Central league office, 30 major league clubs, and 120 minor league clubs as well. During her tenure, she launched and deployed a new diversity strategy across the league and became a transformation to the central office of, of the HR department. Michelle's track record of serving as strategic advisor on people and culture spans over 20 years, serving as chief diversity and inclusion officer and as diversity inclusion strategist, coach, and other roles providing subject matter expertise and specializing in talent management and driving strategies to support the growth and development of employees. Her numerous awards are way too many, they're wonderful, I I read them all. Her numerous rewards for career achievement are diverse as the people she serves. From the 25th Influential Black Women in Business Award to Women's Insider, 38 Power Players of Consulting, and the Seton Hall Law School's Exemplary Service Award. She has recently been featured in Black Enterprise Portraits of Power, spotlighting exceptional women leaders. I'm thrilled, and I'm so pleased to welcome Michelle Myers Shipp to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being with me. I, I know that introduction does not uh, does not do you justice because uh, reading your read and your bio, it just what you've done is so amazing. Thank you so it's much. Just, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Well, this this next thirty minutes is about you. And what your, your knowledge, your expertise, but, you know, one thing I know about uh, Michelle is that women can look at someone like you and, and see this beautiful woman, this wonderful personality, look at all your credentials and all your achievements. And they somewhere, somewhere they say to themselves, things must, be, must have been so easy for her. And I know that's not the truth, because when I actually start talking to women about their journey... Is when I truly find out why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, women supporting women is is the mission and, and the what the passion of Women Connect for Good. And the reason, of course, I developed this foundation in 2012 is because I was not feeling support of other women. So I know your story is is so valuable that when we tell it, other people go, "Yes, I understand." So, how did you get to be you? How did that uh-huh. come about? <laughs> That's
1: a great question. I mean, I you know it's funny. I'll start by saying it's funny to the core question: How did I get to be me? Um, I would say my folks, my parents. My parents really laid a very solid foundation for me um, that gave me the confidence that I needed to navigate throughout my career. And and no matter what was happening, no matter what obstacles I was confronting, they were always there. You know, on on kind of either side, telling me, you've got this, you can do this, keep pushing, this too shall pass, you can handle it. So, no matter what, I mean, and of course, it hasn't been perfect, it hasn't been easy, there have been challenges, but all along the way, they were my cheerleaders in my corner. And then, you know, obviously, most recently in my career, you know, I add to that my husband and my three sons. Who are now young adults. And they too have become the cheerleaders who help me navigate through everything. But I'll 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 tell you this. I mean, I think a couple of key things for me really get me to the point where I where I am today as I get ready to take on a brand new role. A couple things. One is all throughout my career, I've always been sure to keep growing and keep learning. I've always looked for developmental opportunities. I've always looked for ways to stay abreast of you know, trends and best practices in my subject matter area, um, wherever that may have been, whether it was when I was practicing law, uh, when I was doing DEI work, when I was doing HR, I was always engaged in a way that I was able to stay up to date and knowledgeable about what was going on to stay relevant. I think the other thing that I've, I've come to do really well because I just love people is I'm a natural relationship builder. I describe myself as someone who's never met a stranger. I'll talk to anybody about just about anything. So my ability to build relationships in my organizations and outside of my organizations has given me exposure to opportunities that I don't necessarily know would have come my way, but for the fact that people knew, hey, you know, we should reach out to Michelle. If they didn't know me, they'd never know to reach out to me, right? So I I think that's really important. And then finally, I think one of the things that's gotten me where I am today is I have taken some strategic, measured, calculated risks in my career. So I've, I've changed careers. I've changed industries. I've made some pivots that, you know, some folks were like, are you sure you want to do this? And I went out on a limb and did it. So I left the practice of law um, and went into HR and diversity leadership. And then I left the comfort and the safety and the security of financial services to go work in professional services at KPMG. Um, And then I pivoted from that and went totally in a different direction into the sports industry. And, you know, everyone was telling me, Oh, Michelle, are you sure? Are you sure? You don't know what it's like in the sports industry. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. It's a, it's a role that allows me to grow. It, it allows me to spread my wings. I'm going to go for it. And now I'm taking on a brand new role as CEO of dress for success worldwide. And that role allows me to take all of the skill sets that I've you know gained over the last 20 years and put them into place in this role. And again, another pivot into you know nonprofit leadership um, at the helm of an organization that's 25 years of strong supportive women. And I get to now carry that forward. So I'd say all of those factors really have gotten me to where I am today.
0: Fantastic. Well dress for success, I'm gonna just jump in here real quick. Dress for success is uh, definitely something very close to my heart. Uh, Women Connect for Good actually has a, has a boutique in uh, oh. Missouri, which is basically it's called Suit Yourself. And it's named after my mother, Phyllis, but it's a, a boutique. We have uh, memberships with companies who come in and we dress their new employees. We dress oh. graduating, uh, college students. Mm -hmm. But we've been doing, let's see, I I think we've got, we've, you know, we've dressed women, over 5,000 women. Wow. It's such an important piece of what we do. Watching women come through the door. They have their own personal shoppers. Yep. They come through the door and their heads are down and they're walking in and they're not sure about what's going on. Their personal shopper welcomes them and immediately begins to take them around finding out what the dress code is of the company. And these are, these are not used clothing. These are clothing and shoes and purses and jewelry. We outfit them completely before Uh we leave. And and, you know that when they walk up and they get their bags with their tissue and ribbon and beautiful uh, bag, their heads are up and they're talking and they're and just that short a period of time that that woman has spent shopping with someone who's there personally for her, it's life-changing. It's absolutely life-changing. So when I hear dress for success, I I just have to jump in there quickly because I've I've been a part of that for, let's see, I think that, I think we're now, let's see, 2012 was our, when we started. Excellent.
1: Excellent. That's
0: awesome. But our French boutique, people will go, can I shop in there? We said, no, this is, but the companies that join yes, then yes. have so many shoppers come. And then we've worked with many, many social profit, 501c3 organizations that bring in their new employees. Yep. And uh, we outfit them. And, you know, and it's just, clothing is, is such a big part and we don't even know it till we find out that, the, this clothing and they fit in and they feel good. And, and they they immediately have the confidence and the self-esteem they need to take on that job. So it's it's super valuable. And and uh, I, I know that's only one piece of what you're doing and I'd like to talk about that more, but you know the, your story is absolutely wonderful because what you're telling me is that, and, and I think the smartest companies right now are those that do understand it's relationships, it's connections, it's relationships, is support. You know, uh, you, you do one thing well, I do something well. When we come together and we put our good okay. things that we do together well, anything is possible. So th- this is what you're telling me now and, and I'm very excited about that. But you, I, I, I think of you just as a breath of fresh air. Thank
1: you. Well, It's funny you said that. I mean, I think about, I was just telling someone the other day, the power of the collective is amazing. And, you know, we all have strengths We all have weaknesses or opportunities for growth, if you will. Um, And I really, I recognize that. And I, you know, I know that I don't know what I don't know. Um, (laughs) I know that I have superpowers, but then I have some things that are not such superpowers and I need to complement the team, right, with people who have those strengths so that together we can sit down and do amazing, innovative things together. I
0: mean, that's what it's all about.
1: It really is.
0: I love that. I say that a lot. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know, and and find I find out the more I know, the less I know. You know. I mean, this is this is something that's happened in my life. You know, when I was twenty five, I was pretty sure I knew everything, and then yep. as, as I've gotten older, I know less and less, and I'm also willing to to admit that. And I think that's where when we do come together is that when when the sharing and the opportunity arises. Well, your 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 journey has been extremely relevant, and what you've told me is that you come from a, a foundation. of of a family that supported you. You know, uh, Michelle, I can see the faces today of the people that supported me. You know, I I had my grandmothers, my two grandmothers and my mother were all in business and also supported me. So I was very blessed to have women in my life that I remember my grandmother. She, I I came in one day and this is mom and Nancy who I was named after. And I was down and I was depressed. She says, what's wrong? And she says, and I said, I had this exchange with this problem with this this person. She goes, oh, she said, you must have shown your petticoat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I these were the women that really, they got it. They understood it. And they probably understood it even more so coming from where they came from. Because a woman like you or a woman like me that was out there competing in the world and out there wanting to change the world for good, we weren't always received well by other women or other people in general. What was your experience going through your process? I mean, you went to law school, you were a litigator, uh, and then even entering in these different fields. I mean, you, you've got some, probably some some big shoulders now. You've been, some, you've been doing some power lifting. So what, what, are, what, what, some, what are some of the things that you could share in that respect?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's funny. You, I, I think about it this way. I mean, there are gonna be people who are with you and for you and then there are going to be people who are not. Um, and I think early in my career, you know, I thought and I just assumed everybody would be with me and for me, right? So when when someone wasn't, I was let down. Um, yeah. But as yeah. I got older and wiser and more mature, you know, I appreciated that. You know what? Everybody has their own agenda. Everybody's got their own points of view. You know, I am not for everybody, particularly. So you know what? If that's the case, then so be it, right? And I try to surround myself with people who are positive, who are optimistic, who are encouraging, you know, who are all about we, not I. It's actually funny. I have a really dear friend. Um, I've been friends with her for over 20 years. And the other day out of nowhere, I got a card from her in the mail and I talked to her almost every day. And I was like, huh, why is she mailing me a card? And yeah. I opened the card and it said, when you win, we win, congratulations. And she, it was a handwritten note Congratulating me on my new role. And she basically literally restated what I just said to you. She's like, you know, it's about us as a collective. You know, when you win, we win, we're here for you. We're going to continue to support you. You know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I mean, it just touched me so because it it's it kind of solidified for me that, you know what, Michelle, you've done a really good job being really thoughtful and intentional about surrounding yourself with positive, supportive people. And I yeah. think you know, everybody may not necessarily always have access to that at the foundational level, right? So like you had, you know, your, your grandfolks that you mentioned and your, your parents, I had my parents and others. Some people may say, well, what about me? You know, I didn't have that. And my, my, my advice to them is, you know what, find it in a resource that you have access to a teacher, you know, a counselor at school, a leader at, at the office at work there will be somebody somewhere who will reach out to wrap their arms around you and go for it. You yeah. know, let them help you because I find that while there's a lot of not so great stuff out there in the world, there's a lot more good. Um, if you just open your heart to receive it, I think it's there.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I think, you know, again, being uh, in women's leadership, I think what, what we also find is that there are women that really aren't good at asking for help. Yes. they are not only not good at giving help, but they're not good at asking for help. So that's right. I think that's something, especially when I'm speaking to women, is that you do. You have to learn to ask for help. but in turn, always giving help because anything that I've ever given in my lifetime has come back to me for three in, in right. threefold. That's you know right. i'm going, I'm going through a big transition as well right now. and it's it's wonderful the number of people that are reaching out and encouraging me, and people that I never even thought would do so are encouraging me to keep moving and to keep moving forward. So, so you know, and I know that if we keep doing what we're doing, they're, they're always out there. And, and sometimes right. we just have to call upon them.
1: That's right. You know, it's funny you said that about asking, um, because that's one of the things whenever I talk to, you know, students, mentees, etc., I tell them to be sure to ask For what they want to ask for feedback to ask for help because i do remember i can't remember when in my career this happened but i i vividly remember it happening there was a point at which i remember sitting at my desk once saying huh you know what i haven't ever had a performance review here and i've been here over a year i wonder how i'm doing isn't somebody supposed to tell me that right and i'm like waiting i'm waiting for someone to tell me and i'm waiting to figure out how i'm doing i'm waiting to figure out what's next and then one day, one of my mentors at that organization, she said to me, sweetheart, look, you better go ask because your leader, the person you're working for right now is not known for taking the time and putting in the energy to give you know, his people feedback. You need to go get it. And that, was, that message stuck with me all throughout my career. And to this day, I am constantly asking for feedback. I'm ask, And not only do I ask for feedback, but I'm like, hey, tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to know what you think I did well, I want you to let me know where I messed up. I want you to tell me if you see strengths or weaknesses that I need to hone in on. And, and then tell me, you know, what do you think is my next step? What do you think is the next? I you have to ask. And it's funny, my boys are uh, 20, 21, and 23. And I've been I tell them that almost weekly. I'm like, make sure you go ask about that. Make sure you pick up the phone and call. Did you ask about that? And they're like, mom. And I'm like, watch what happens when you ask. More often than not, you're gonna get the yes or the support that you didn't think you would be able to get.
0: Uh, Yeah, in some respects, uh, the simple things that we we can do to improve our relationships and, and improve our, our positions is, is sometimes the most uh, interesting of all. all right, I, I know I'm dying to ask about Major League Baseball because, and then let's move into Dress for Success. But I'm, I'm just curious because that was probably one of the hardest to enter into that world You know, I I I was an athlete. You know, I I'm you know I was a tomboy. I mean, I'd rather played with boys than girls anyway. That's probably part of where I come from too. But but getting into major league baseball, that well, first of all, how did that even come about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, where was was that relationship? I'll tell you, it
1: was it was actually kind of funny. And this is this goes back to you know having relationships, right? So. Over the years, I had built relationships with tons of executive search firms. Um, I had used this, these firms myself when I was looking for talent. And then over the years, they would call me and tell me about opportunities. And I remember, it was a couple years back, um, there was this one headhunter head in particular. He, he had to call me like once a week. Hey, I have an opportunity. Hey, I have an opportunity. And one day I finally said to him, I said, look, I said, I'm not leaving KPMG yeah. um, to do the same job somewhere else. I love it here. I said, the only way I'll leave is if you call me with an opportunity that allows me to grow. Um, I said, I've been doing DEI work now for the betterment of 10 years. um, And I have a lot more to offer. So if you've got something that allows me to spread my wings, then you call me. And that was maybe two months before he actually did make the call. And then one day he called. He said, remember what you told me? I have the opportunity and he presented me with the opportunity at Major League Baseball Um, and as you discussed when you did the intro I had the opportunity there to oversee not just DEI but HR all of human resources all of office operations and really work across all of the leagues I mean the teams rather Um, and it was an incredible growth opportunity for me and that's what led me to say okay you know what, I'm gonna go through this selection process.
0: And if I get this
1: job, I'm probably going to take it. And that's yeah. exactly what happened.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, culture, you know, culture is everything. I think that's, uh, uh, you know, we, we don't really understand a company or a corporation until we get in and really start to understand the culture and, and really, you know, from the top down and then from the from down up, how it all works. So what what was your first sense of the culture in in major league baseball, that was uh, not only exciting, but also uh, probably challenging as far as really coming in and and creating the strategies and the the things that could help. So
1: I'll tell you what was really exciting was the energy. Um, The energy, I actually just got goosebumps. It was infectious. I mean, so much great stuff going on. So many things, so many places, it was almost like, too, too much to reach there. I mean, think about it. You've got all these teams, uh, across the nation, um, doing all of these great things. I mean, I stepped in in the middle of the pandemic, um, Mm. actually shortly after the pandemic started and I started at the beginning of a season. I started at the height of black lives matter, um, after George Floyd. So when I stepped in, you know, I had business to take care of. I had to help the organization think about how do we navigate the pandemic? I had to help the organization think about okay, how do we want to address and deal with issues around Black Lives Matter? And how do we want to manage, you know, keeping our people safe during this pandemic? And then while that's all happening, I'm looking around, right? And there were all these great community efforts going on across the entire league. You know, one team was doing one team was doing a great thing, and then another team was doing another great thing. So it was Exciting! It was it was literally like exciting and energetic, and it, I can't even begin to describe it. It was very cool. Um, I think the challenge was just trying to manage it all at the same time. The challenge was, you know, trying to kind of get basically, you know, the thirty major league teams to kind of connect and coordinate and align to a new strategy. So, you know, I had the pleasure and the privilege of working with 30 owners who were all very engaged, very, very open. And, you know, we came up with a new DEI strategy, and then I had to deploy it, you know, through each team's HR department, DEI department. So kind of coordinating all of that in the midst of managing a pandemic, you know, dealing with the Black Lives Matter, that was the part that was just dicey because you I basically had multiple balls in the air at the same time. And also I didn't know what I didn't know, right? I mean, there's a a whole that people don't appreciate that in every single sports league literally runs just like any other business. I mean, it's massive, right? There's a chief talent officer. There's a chief technology officer. There's a chief branding and marketing officer. You know, all the things we have to think about in a traditional core line of business you're dealing with in professional sports. So all of these things are going on while you're trying to manage all of the things that you know are going on in the market with the brand, et cetera. So it, it, it's funny. I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, this is the first time I've ever worked someplace where every morning I need to check Twitter, I need to read the paper, and I need to watch the sports news. Mm-hmm. Um, because any little thing, any little thing could turn into a story. Right. Um, so I'd never had to do that before in my career. So that was a little daunting because it was it was a little off putting to know that any little thing any one of us does or says that could, that could be misinterpreted, or you know whatever could go south. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's but, how but I would there, describe but, it.
0: But in, the, in in essence, also there were so many opportunities because everything's on the table. Mm-hmm. And I think I I think that's the. The problem when we go, we go into a situation, and we don't understand the culture and we don't understand what their unwritten agenda is. But when everything's on the table and everybody has to surround the things that are most important, then you really have some great opportunities. Yep. So who really helped you during that time? I mean, uh, again, I can imagine that it was yeah. daunting, but uh, history was being made one day at a yeah. time. During yeah, that period. yeah. I, I would say
1: I had an amazing team and I, I, I can particularly think of about four or five people on my HR, DEI, and operations team you know, who had the history, who, had, who knew what I didn't know, you know who, who knew where to point me, who knew how to guide me, who knew how to help me understand, okay, this is how you get things done across all of the teams. Um, so it was kind of like, like built-in mentors right there that helped me. And then I, I really developed great relationships with a couple of the owners, um, and with several of the HR leaders and the DEI leaders at the teams. And again, they were always there as an ear, very supportive. So again, it, it was a really, really good experience.
0: Yeah. What, what were some of the strongest messages or the strongest ideas that came from what you were doing? Things began, that strategy that was useful the, the throughout the league to really help the most. So I think it was really, it's funny
1: everyone was doing some form of DEI work, but there was no strategic operating model, if you will. Mm -hmm. So what I was able to do with the team is really put together a strategic operating model Mm -hmm. where the DEI strategy kind of had these three pillars. Um, There was a talent sourcing pillar there was a culture pillar, and then there was kind of an external facing pillar. And it gave everybody a lens through which to see their work, each team being able to say, okay, so we're doing A, B, and C, and that really fits in, that, in this one pillar. But you know what? We haven't really done anything in those other two pillars, and we probably need to put some care and attention there too. Um, and, so you start, and then we started bringing together the teams on a monthly basis to share best practices wow. so folks were able to share with each other hey you know we've spent a lot of time in that market pillar but we really need to spend some more time in this culture pillar who's doing some great work there and who can share good this goes back to something i said earlier the power of the collective um to have everyone have this framework be able to see visually oh wow okay so we need to be thinking about this this and this not just one of the three. Oh, okay. And then come together to figure out what the best practices were to do that.
0: It was, it was powerful. Yeah. Well, I, I can imagine just the 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 strength and the the vastness of all these teams working together and understanding that they were on the same path had to just make everyone feel extremely satisfied and very proud and to be and that that sounds like the greatest success is for you know when you join a club and it's a great club you like to be a member and so exactly everybody, everybody's exactly. in that club well exactly. fast forward and i wish we had a lot more time but okay so you left uh major league baseball and dress for success that's uh that's your new role and when did this begin and what's going on there and then we'll talk about how they'll get to know more about you
1: yeah yes yeah. So i'm really excited so i actually start my new role um, on february 16th um, as the chief executive officer of dress for success worldwide joy gordon is our recently retired uh, ceo she was there for 24 years um, 24 years as CEO. If that doesn't tell you how much heart she had and passion for the organization, I don't know what does. But I'm really excited. So this organization is 25 years old. We have 140 plus affiliate chapters around the world in over 23 countries. And you know, a lot of people think of Dress for Success as an entity that that only provides clothing and suiting. To women in need, but in fact, we provide a host of other resources for women as they attempt to job search, um, or career transition, or re-enter after a break in their career. So there is all kind of professional development, um, career coaching, job searching, you know, uh, programs that we offer. I mean, it is so robust. And again, it's 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 actually kind of ironic. It's very similar when I think about the MLB affiliate model. Each affiliate has a core host of programs that are kind of central to all of Dress for Success, but then some affiliates, you know, they build more on or they'll try something new or they'll do something different. And then, you know, my goal is to help the affiliates share amongst each other so we can highlight and spotlight the best of the best that we can bring to women around the world. What's really exciting to me about this is, you know, I'm entering this role at a pivotal time for women in the workplace coming out of this pandemic. I mean, you know, Dr. Nancy, I mean, women have been set back three decades yeah. um, in yeah. the workforce as a result of this pandemic. Women are, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly, underemployed, unemployed. When people were being laid off at the height of the pandemic, women were the majority of those that took that blow. Um, I mean, it's just been so, there's been so much setback for us. So when I step into this role in a couple of weeks, you know, I'm going to do my listening tour because I need to understand, you know, all the things that I don't know, right? Yeah. And I need to come up with a strategy um, for how we drive forward and how we help all of the millions of women out there that are trying to either enter anew or reenter enter Right, yeah. how we can support them with those efforts, and it's funny, you, you know, you talk about, you know, your organization and, and the clothing that you provide. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about that as well. I mean, the way we dress today for work is different depending on where we work, the industry we work, and so we even need to reimagine how we suit women for work, you know, and the suiting the dress code is, yes, right, exactly. Because, you know, quote, suiting is not necessarily a thing in some companies, right? So so I think it's a it's a pivotal time, 25 year anniversary, coming out of a pandemic, Um, the the workplace has changed. So I am really excited to jump in and help us kind of reset our strategy in the face of all of that, um, and wrap our arms around the women who need us the
0: most. Well, we're, we're just going to have to jump in there with you. Su- suit yourself uh, again, which was a model from the suit yourself, the dress for success. I have I have a uh, opportunity for you to uh, also do more with that uh, supporting women. But it's the lift women up campaign Love it. that you could use with dress for success, which is a campaign going all over the country and also okay. going global, which is 52 weeks. Uh, things women can do to support each other. So along with dressing for success and being in that company, we have a way of each week a woman just supporting another woman. And so I would, I would challenge and and ask you to be a part of the Lift Women Up campaign and we'll get information. And as a new executive director of Dress for Success, I think this would be a wonderful tool. It's something, it doesn't cost anything. It's easy to do, but it's just, again, it's just a reminder that if every day or every week we lifted another woman up just lift as you rise that's I right i know that i know just that's by right. speaking of speaking to you and watching you at the conference that's exactly what you were doing there were women in that conference that were listening to you and you were lifting and rising them And probably today feel empowered in ways that they did not feel before. So uh, I think we're on the same page and we may have different ways to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning what I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what some things I do know. I love the, I love the idea of a listening tour. That's beautiful. I like that. I really, I had never heard that before. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that from you. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. It's, go for it. It, It's, it's important. I like that. Go for it. I like that. Well, I know this isn't going to be the last time we speak, but uh, again, when, when anyone, I, of course, I always encourage them to become a part of the Women Connect for Good community because we're building a group of like-minded women who really understand that when we support each other and lift one another up, anything is possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. agree. Okay. So how do they learn about you, more about you and where they can reach you and learn more about Dress for Success?
1: Yeah. So really easy. I think one thing you can go right to my LinkedIn page, my whole link, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, that's a great way to keep in touch. And then if, if anyone wants to kind of do some research on Dress for Success, just type in your web browser, dressforsuccess.org. Um, and you'll see there all of the things we have going on. We um, have information about our affiliate chapters that are all over the world, information about how you can volunteer, how you can donate, all of that is there but those are
0: the two ways I would say to get started and we can go from there. Well, one of the major goals for women connect for good this, this uh, 2022 is going global, yes. sending the messages global. So there's hopefully some ways that we can connect yes. in that respect. So Michelle, you're wonderful. You're absolutely wonderful. Uh, like I said, you're a breath of fresh air and we need lots of those for sure. But uh, uh, let's stay in touch. We're going to get you some information about lift, uh, lift, Please. lift women up campaign and, and, the most success possible in your new role for dress for success. I know it's going to be wonderful. Like I said, I've been a part of uh, the suit yourself boutique for since 20, 2012 and watched the smiles and the women as they have risen up and they rise with others as well. So
1: oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here and let's definitely talk
0: soon. Okay. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day and thank you for everything you do. Thank you too. All the best. See ya. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoy these Smart Amazing Conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.